It's time for Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Post Game Live is brought to you by Quick Quack Car Wash. Fast, clean, loved, everywhere. Also by Provo Land Title. Buying, selling, or refinancing? Close with the pros at Provo Land Title. Relax. PLT has you covered. And by First Colony Mortgage, your trusted lender for all your mortgage needs. Visit firstcolonymortgage.com. Now let's join your host, Ben Bagley. Welcome into Cougar Post Game Live. I am Ben Bagley. Before we get things rolling on the post game show, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification along the new skin BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Radio on KBYU FM HD2 Provo. You're listening to BYU Football on BYU Radio. And welcome back into the BYU Radio Studios in Provo, Utah for Cougar Post Game Live. I am Ben Bagley. It's time to recap tonight's disappointing loss for the BYU Cougars as they fall as they fall 22 to 17. Before we get to the breakdown, let's go out back to Conway, South Carolina, where Kalani Sataki is about to address the media. Congratulations, Coastal Carolina. Um, they earned the win, you know, and, and um, proud of our boys and, and their fight, uh, their effort, and uh, things just didn't go our way tonight. You know, I, I'm, I'm proud of the effort, our guys, and then, um, you know, we, we but I, I don't want to take anything away from Coastal Carolina. They made plays, and, and uh, they made more than we did, so they earned the win, but I'll take any questions you guys have. <clears throat> All right, thanks. Uh, just a reminder to use the hand raise function if you'd like to ask a question. And we'll get started with Jared Lloyd and then Norma Gonzalez. Kalani, Coastal Carolina running that spread option. The defense seemed to have a tough time making the right reads. How hard was it for them just, you know, short prep against that type of offense? Yeah, it was difficult. I mean, there's the it's 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 just like the option but in the in the gun you know and, and uh, a lot of downhill plays and um you know we we were able to get some stops here and there but for the most part they we couldn't get them behind the chains they they were getting a lot of yards on first down and and uh, we didn't do enough to, to stop the run so uh there's things that, that i need to do better as a coach to get them ready and, and make sure that we uh you know that we're we're prepped and ready to play this game but uh Again, I don't want to take anything away from Coastal Carolina. They made plays. They they they, they uh, had a system, and and you know they they worked, and, and we didn't do enough to to stop them. Hey, coach, it seemed like Sack wasn't quite finding his groove until later in the game. Could you maybe talk about um, utilizing more of the ground game rather than the air game, and just sort of went on with him? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know all the details. I know that we, you know. Um, well, their, their style of offense, they, they possess the ball and, and they limit your your um, your your drives. They, they limit your possessions. So um, uh, I don't know whether it's a rhythm or whatever it was, but it, it, it just didn't look like our, what our, our normal offense can do. And as a team, we you know we, we need to play complementary football on, on on all three phases. And uh, you know they they just made more plays tonight, and then obviously they made one more, and we're a few inches short of of, of winning the game. Let's take a question from Jay Drew, Christopher Heidel, and Kyle Bonagora. 
Yeah, Kalani, were you kind of surprised at just how you weren't able to dominate the line of scrimmage like you have done in the past and what like a lot of so-called experts thought you could do tonight? Yeah, I mean, you're looking at the line of scrimmage and I, I had to go back and watch the film, but I, I think that, um, you know, they, we probably get, we gave up too many yards and I would say first down was the biggest issue and uh, whether it's a, you know, missed assignments or scheme, whatever, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the film and look at it. I had to look at it a little bit more detailed and we made some adjustments, felt like we had, uh, we had enough to, um, you know, to once we were getting in, 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 a, in a position where we had the right people and the right scheme going, uh, we just ran out of time and, and ran out of options for our, for our offense to, to possess the ball. I, uh, but I think I, I, to get to answer your question better, Jay, I, I think look at the film a little bit more closely. Hey, Coach, it's Chris Idell from Herbertson Radio in Baltimore. Um, just talk about this whirlwind, you guys. This time last week, you, you played a game, and then you're looking for a game. Just, uh, just talk about how did you guys get this game together and uh, how you prepped somebody in 48 hours, almost. Well, I mean, you know, I, I think that the, the game happened, and we were, we were excited to play. And, and uh, it's a little bit unique than, than other weeks, but it's okay. We were ready to play and, and, and looking forward to the – to the, to the matchup. And, uh, we had the same amount of time that coastal Carolina had. So, you know, and when it came down to it, guys, they're a good team <laughs> and, and, and they're, they're undefeated for a reason. You know what I mean? And I don't want to sit here and take away from them because they actually, they executed, did well, and they, they are in a position for them to be in the game and to, to win it. And, 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 uh, you know, we had to come from behind and, and, and come up with a long drive and we we're back, you know, backed up with, with not a lot of time left. And, uh, but they made the plays. And, and so I, I, I want to make sure that everybody understands Coastal Carolina is a really good team and they showed it tonight. And, and, and uh, you know, they, they out, they outplayed us and they got the win. We, we didn't, weren't able to do it. Did you have a question? Hey, Kalani, how do you think this impacts your team's ability to get a, into a new year six bowl? Yeah, all I know is we have San Diego State next week, and we and that's our senior game. You know, um, it's the last game at home. Uh, you know, our guys are hurting right now, but they'll they'll respond back. We we have a bunch of tough kids that that love the game of football, and um, things that go our way tonight. We didn't get the win, but I, I'm gonna how they react to this to this game is gonna be really important. And and we have an opportunity to play against a really good San Diego State team next week, and 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 uh, you know send the seniors out with a win. And uh, that's what our focus is going to be on. And, and, you know, we played against San Diego State last year and so and didn't get didn't get the outcome that we wanted. And so this is an opportunity for us to get back to work. The, the one thing we do know is that, that our players are tough kids that want to they love football and they want to work. And, and I'm looking forward to, to, you know, learning from this game and, and improving and, and making sure that we uh, can be at our best next week against San Diego State. All right, let's take a question from Mitch Harper. Uh, Jake Hatch and Sean Walker. Kalani, late in the fourth quarter on that fourth and five with about five minutes to go. Was there a consideration to to go for it or was the thought to to punt it all along? Yeah, you know, we thought about possibly doing it and going for it there. But, um, you know, just, just we felt like we were in a good situation with our defense at that point where we felt like we can have, have you know, getting used to the speed of their offense was just different, you know? And, and so uh, we felt like we were starting to get, get a better grip on it and um, felt like our defense could get us out uh, of a jam. And we knew we were down. We had only one timeout. And so uh, we knew that we wouldn't be able to give up a lot of first downs. And, 
you know, looking at it, we just, I mean, quarterback made a great play on the first uh, time he got first down. He just made a, a, one of our guys miss and uh, got a first down. And, and, you know, fortunately we were able to get the, the, the ball back with um, under a minute. And, um, and then we know our offense can, can be explosive and uh, just, you know, I'm just glad that we had a chance to win at the end, you know, and, and, and that our defense stepped up and got the stop and, uh, we just need to be in a p- better position to, to win next week and, and make sure that we have a, you know, a better lineup for, for what we want, well, how we can play. I know we can play better than that. Kalani, when it came to the timeout situation, you found yourself in late in that game. What was the thinking on calling it, especially that timeout ahead of that punt? Um, you mean on our, our, our second timeout? In the, in second the timeout, second? correct, yes. Yeah, um, we just didn't know we had the right lineup, and then uh, we, we there's a possibility of having 12 guys on the field at one moment, and didn't want a, a penalty, and so we had to take a timeout to get, um, you know, we were trying to get a, a, a possible block on there, and uh, I, I felt like we we're going to run out of time and didn't want a penalty of 12 men on the field. Sean Walker, did you have a question? Yeah, coach, you you kind of touched on it there a little bit, but with with everything that that happened, everything that kind of went down for you guys, um, you're at the end of the day, you're still one yard out on that final play, that kind of hail mary like that. Just what were your emotions like? I guess watching that, and can you kind of kind of walk us through sort of that play and how it developed and 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 everything in there? Well, I think the play before it was the key that we were able to get the, the ball closer. Um, and then to Dax, you know, I mean, with three seconds left and, and then we had a setup, you know, for the play and, and, and um, just didn't, there was a chance that we could have got, got it in. I mean, we would like to have that in the end zone, but I think they're playing a, a certain defense to, to basically play, play the goal line. And, uh, you know, we thought that that would be a good play and it just didn't work out. They made, they made a great stop. And so, um, you know, credit to, to, to Coastal Carolina, they, they deserved to win. And it was, I mean, didn't go our way. You know, but uh, like I said, the guys played hard. Their effort was there, and uh, they're looking forward to, to bouncing back and getting getting a better performance next week. All right, quick follow up from Eric Lloyd, Norma Gonzalez, and Jade Root. Kalani, you talked about the guys playing hard, but they didn't look as crisp as we've seen them. Did you see that through the game? I mean, it just didn't seem quite as, uh, you know, maybe on top of things and making the assignment reads like they, they have been. Did you see the same thing? Um, you know, I, I probably have to look at the film a little bit more, but I, I, I thought there's a couple things. One is that Coastal Carolina put themselves in a good position to, to make plays. And then, you know, I, I, I don't want to – I feel it's a, it's a disrespectful thing to say, oh, we just made too many mistakes and all that which means that, that they didn't earn the win. Um, they did everything they could to, to earn the win, and, and uh, maybe we didn't play as clean as we could have, but I think you have to kind of look at that. Was it what they did or was it, um, you know, our, our mental errors? And so that's one, one thing that we have to look at and communicate with our guys and, and evaluate in the next little bit and, and try to improve on this. So that's, that's the key. I, I just want to make sure that I don't take away from or discredit what Coastal Carolina has done. They're, they're a really good team. They're, that's why they've locked up the, their division, you know, and they're going to play for their uh, league championship in, in a, a week or two. I don't, I don't know exactly what's going on, but, you know, that, and they'll be in a good place to, I mean, to, to win their league. So uh, we knew that it was going to be a, a tough matchup coming here, and we're excited to be here. You know, we're, we're thankful for the game, 
and uh, just didn't get the result that we wanted. There was a lot of chippiness throughout the game, a lot of banter, scrums, little fights. What do you have to say about the, the way your team was able to sort of battle through that and handle that, that different adversity? Yeah, I think it was just that, the, you know, at the end of the first half was uh, a, a lot of, there were a lot of issues. I think it was just a, a lot of miscommunication. I mean, we felt like that, the, you know, when you're looking at it, that the quarterback was um, getting targeted and, and maybe it has been a little roughed up. But, um, you know, the ref told me that it was clean. And so I had nothing to say. It's just that, you know, we had to get our guys out and get to the halftime. And, you know, I, I have to credit both teams after things, after we went to halftime, came back. And I, and I talked to, to James Chadwell after, and, and it was, it's not a, it's not a good representation of how both teams really play, you know, and, and, um, but I, I like the way our guys were able to get, gain their composure and come back and play a clean second half. And I, it was just that one moment right before the half off of the interception, that was the biggest deal. And, 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 you know, we'll, we'll have to look at it and, and try to get better. But like I said, uh, I, I think the, the, Things happen when you have two undefeated teams that are battling and emotions are high. You know what I mean? But uh, there's nothing that was uh, that was uh, deliberate, as as in my opinion, it was deliberate or cheap or anything from both sides. All right, we'll take a last question from Jay Drew. Yeah, Kalani, I, uh, I was going to ask you about the halftime thing, so uh, um, you already answered it, but. Um, where do you kind of, what do you tell the guys in the locker room after? What was your message and kind of where do you go from here? Yeah, I just told them I'm proud of them. I love being their coach and and, uh, and that, you know, the, the things that they've done, they've done the, the way that they react to this is going to really de determine a lot of big things for them in their future. And so uh, just talked about how I love them, you know, and, and, and they're going to have to lean on each other and, and we're going to have to really regroup as a group, as a team and, and, and believe in each other more. And, um, you know, there's no finger pointing or anything like that. We, we, we got to go back to work. It's a eternal principle that we believe in. So we'll go back to work and try to find ways to improve and, and be at our best next week. Um, we do have, a, you know, a game next week and then, and, and possible, uh, bowl game. So we, we feel like we have two more opportunities to play together as a group. And that's, that's the focus is, is to make sure that we enjoy as much of it as we can. And, and we were going to respect the game, you know, that, I keep saying it over, guys. The the result didn't go our way, but it was a good game. It was a, it was exciting for the fans, and and uh, I give credit to Coastal Carolina for for getting the win. And but our, our guys will be back, and they'll they'll they'll, they'll respond the right way. I believe in them, and uh, and and yeah, it's an honor for me to coach them. There's head coach Kalani Sataki post game and the loss to Coastal Carolina, twenty two seventeen. The Cougars fall. One thing that jumps out to me from Kalani Sataki, we'll talk about this more on the other side. No excuses. His team lost. Congratulate the other team. Wants to move on. The Cougars fall 22-17 at Coastal Carolina. Coming up, we'll update you on the day in college football. Plus, go back for some more uh, locker room conversations. It is Cougar Post Game Live. It continues next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host, Ben Bagley. Welcome back to the Mo Better Broadcast booth in the BYU Radio Studios. BYU falls to Coastal Carolina 22-17, one yard short when it all comes down to it. We'll get you the college football scoreboard coming up in just a second. We're going to go back out to Conway, South Carolina 
For some post-game conversations, currently talking to the media right now, is BYU linebacker Isaiah Kafusi. Job defending it because it is kind of so unique in terms of what you guys have, have seen over the, the last couple of years, even? Yeah, I think the challenge is just that there's there's so many different things that you have to account for. Um, kind of that dive coming down the middle and uh, and then, you know, obviously the quarterback who's a, a great athlete um, and, and who really kind of creates a lot of opportunities for their team uh, is, you know, and so it just, there's just a bunch, I, I think just, um, and they did a really good job as well as um, they would kind of do shifts or motions to kind of, you know, get, get kind of the, the box that they needed, um, you know, pulling guys out or, or moving, you know, kind of shifting or motioning guys out. And so um, that was, that was really unique as well as cause there's all, we also have things and, and make adjustments and then, you know, they run the, the dive option. And so, um, man, they, they had a great game plan and that's a, a unique offense definitely to play, but um, yeah, that's kind of the, the few things that I think are tough about it. Isaiah, you were the first guy on the scene after the whole deal at the end of the first half when Zach got hit. Kind of take us through what you saw and what happened. Yeah, I, I just uh, – I didn't want anything really to start. I don't know. I, I maybe um, – maybe it looked like I was going out to, to you know, start something, but I was just really trying to protect my quarterback. Um, got a lot of respect for him. And so that was just really, I, I just wanted to run out there. As soon as the play was dead, I just wanted to run out there to make sure that nothing was going to happen uh, to kind of pull Zach away from those two guys. And so uh, it, it might've looked bad. Maybe you guys thought I was going out there to charge and that maybe, you know, started some, I, I don't know exactly, but uh, I just wanted to protect Zach. There you go. Isaiah Kafusi post game is the Cougars fall 22, 17. We'll have more Cougar post game live coming up after this on the new skin BYU sports network. Let's rejoin Ben Bagley for more Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. That's going to wrap things up from the BYU Radio Studios for Cougar Post Game Live. Your final score once again, BYU Falls 22-17 to to the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. Coming up next, the Cougar Locker Room Show, Greg Rubel standing by. Zach Wilson will be joining him right away. This, that's coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to post-game coverage of BYU football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our coverage continues with the Cougar Locker Room Show, brought to you by Utah Community Credit Union. Get more house, same payment at UCCU. It's what we do. Let's head live to the Mo Betta's broadcast booth and join Riley Nelson, along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Welcome back to Conway, South Carolina. BYU falls to Coastal Carolina by a score of 22-17 tonight. Zach Wilson joining us now, the Cougar quarterback from the BYU locker room area. Zach, thanks for taking a few minutes. It's uh, way too early to dive too deeply into uh, um, every breakdown from tonight, but what are the the thumbnail impressions that you're going to leave this town and this game with tonight? Uh, It's hard to say. You know, we didn't didn't do our job. I think we, we hurt ourselves tonight and you know, had some fluke things go against us and, you know, really didn't capitalize well. you got to give them credit. They played well. Did you get or when did you get the sense that this was going to be a, uh, maybe a harder grind than maybe even you anticipated, even though you respect Coastal a great deal? Was there a point where you're like, uh-oh, this is going to take something more than we have right now? 
Yeah, it's hard to say, you know, because going out, um, you know, we score first play of the game and, and we get a holding call right there, right? I mean, that's that's nothing they did. That's hurting ourselves. And uh, then we get pushed back and uh, we don't convert like we should. And, um, you know, really I, I felt like it was a drive-to-drive thing, that it was like, hey, this is the drive. We're going to go down score and then and then we're going to roll from there. And, and it seemed like it just never really clicked for us tonight. Um, and uh, we got to find some sort of rhythm. Zach, first of all, way to battle, way to rally the guys. I mean, coming down and getting the ball. As as much as it was pushing a rock up the hill to get the ball inside the one-yard line and have a chance like you did at the end, really proud of the way that uh, you played and the way that the guys battled. I was continually impressed by uh, the speed and quickness and effort of the Coastal Carolina defensive front. Were they just uh, pretty good athletes, pretty good players, or were they playing some games and stuff that maybe had you had another couple of days you would have been able to better prepare for? No, I mean, we were ready for what they showed on film. Um, uh, and, you know, I thought they had a good scheme as far as uh, not letting us take shots on the field. I think one of the biggest problems, we got a lot of pressure tonight, and that's, just, that's not on the guys up front. They had some creative schemes, and, um, you know, they did some they did some good stuff. You know, it's hard to really explain what happened unless we go back and watch the film, but uh, they disrupted us in the backfield, and I think that's really where it happened. Is that maybe the, the one thing that was most of an outlier compared to other games is maybe just how unsettled uh, the backfield became because of how they applied pressure? Yeah, for sure. You know, I'd say uh, anytime a team can get pressure, uh, you know, it, it gives every team trouble, no matter who you are, no matter – uh, you know what scope positions you have if you can get in the backfield pretty quick it's going to give everyone a little bit of trouble and this is the kind of game where the, the way coastal plays it they're going to hold the ball a long time they're going to get late in every play clock they're not going to throw it a lot that kind of increases the urgency doesn't it when you know that that you may not get your normal number of plays yeah no doubt i think that was a huge factor the fact that we had the ball pretty much twice that whole first quarter um you know it wasn't we didn't have the ball very much um a lot of uh, they converted on a lot of third downs, and um, you know I think the defense put us in a good good jo- a good spot to still win and, and have a chance to to get it back. But you know they held on to the ball a long time, and that's also tough on an offense. Yeah, Zach, you talk about them holding the ball. So it ended up thirty-eight twenty-two. So per- getting close to doubled up, and, mm-hmm. and that's just tough when you they limit opportunities like that. You got how's how's your body feeling? You got out and and ran a little bit today, uh, very effectively. A long of 18, 10, 10 for 71, but uh, also, you know, they were they were licking their chops for an opportunity to make some contact with you. you. You feeling okay? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I mean, it's part of the game, right? Cheap shots and everything. It goes both sides, so part of the game. Are you re- referencing a little bit what happened at the end of the first half as well there? Well, I think that's a joke. I think the ref should have fl- thrown a flag. Um, I yep. was nowhere near the play. We were throwing a Hail Mary before half, and uh, one of their D linemen comes in, um, you know, holds me and, and throws me to the ground with, along with one of their linebackers, and then the play's over and then also jumps back on top of me, and the ref's standing there watching. And so, um, you know, I thought that was a joke. Yeah, and, I agree, uh, Zach. The fact that he was there to break it up and not throw a flag or, or and even kick that dude out was uh, bad. Exactly, play. yep, exactly. I mean, if, if you want to say those guys had any intent uh, help with the interception right there at halftime, they had, they had no, you know, I was 60 yards away from uh, I had absolutely uh, no part of that, and so uh, I thought that was a joke. I think the ref should have thrown that guy out. Yeah. And, and of course, uh, the best way to get back was to you know produce in the second half, and it, it just never, just never, it never came together, right? You guys go without a, without a touchdown in the second half, and it was a grind all the way to the finish. And and to be one yard short has to be excruciating, Zach. But there was uh, there was fighting you guys all the way to the end. No doubt, you know, no doubt. Uh, you know, the receivers came up big. The O line gave me some time, and we were able to 
um, come back from a holding call there at the end and, and put something together. And unfortunately, we got stopped in one. It's in the game. And we're going to get better this week and, and uh, uh, move on from there. Yeah, you kind of already touched on it, Zach, but la- it's been a while since this team has experienced a heartbreaking loss like this, but you've, you have before last season you know, had its fair share of them. So what's the message now that you're one year more mature and even more developed in that leadership role? What's the message to the guys as you guys get back on Monday and prepare for San Diego State? Yeah, just moving forward. You know, there's no reason to sit here and sulk about the past when we can uh, go on go on the film and see what we can do better. And uh, it goes all the way around. Everyone can play better. You know, I had things I, I definitely could have done better that would have helped us uh, in a better situation to win there. And, um, you know, I think everyone's taking it hard, and we're going to go back and, and do what we can. And, um, you know, we're going to be a lot better next week because of this. I'm sure of it. Zach, thanks for the time tonight. To safe travels back, and we'll see you next week. Thank you, guys. All right, Good that job, is BYU Zach. quarterback Zach Wilson. We'll come back as Cougar Locker Room Show continues on the new skin BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, so you've heard from Kalani Sitake in his postgame press conference. You've heard from Isaiah Kofusi in the Zoom press conference. Tyler Elger just wrapped up his Zoom press conference, and you heard one-on-one or one-on-two in this case, Zach Wilson with Riley Nelson and me. So we'll continue with the Cougar Locker Room Show and get a quick comment or two from head coach Kalani Sitake, who is standing by right now. Coach Sataki from the Cougar Locker Room area, thanks for coming on and uh, spending a little bit of time with us here. It's, uh, again, tough for a real deep reflection just so soon after the game. Um, and credit, full credit to Coastal. That's a top-20 team uh, and a top-15 team in the AP and coaches for a lot of good reasons. They played you well tonight and, and had a good game plan. They did, and, and you, you probably heard me in the post game, but, you know, I, I don't want to take anything away from them. And um, But, you know, we're going to re- respond from this and get better. And... Uh, just proud of our boys you know they played hard and and and, um just didn't get the result that we wanted but i'm i'm proud of their effort if there was a one thing you could change about tonight's game uh what might it be off the top i i don't know i might might have to probably go back and look at at the film and uh and and see for myself but i I feel like um you know i i don't want to take anything away from coastal carolina but but i felt like uh, we we weren't in in sync in a lot of different ways. Not not just offense or defense. Is is all three phases, you know. And and uh, that's my job as a head coach. And and I'll, I'll try to get it better and, and get these guys in a better position to have success next week. We'll continue with Kalani after this. We're taking a break. BYU falls to Coastal Carolina, twenty-two to seventeen on the new skin BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Coastal Carolina 22 and BYU 17, today's final score. Coastal Carolina, one of those teams that they can uh, they can really grind you out, Kalani. As we're joined by the head coach of the Cougars, Kalani Sitake. They possessed the ball for 38 minutes and BYU had it for 22. So while you had a good yards per play going, you probably didn't snap enough plays tonight. Yeah, and I, I don't know exactly how many plays we had on offense. But, 58. Uh, how many did we play on defense, you know? 69. Yeah, it's probably a little bit too much. And, and that's, you know, our fault. we got to get out of, out of drives and um, make make things even more difficult. I, I know that they possess the ball and they try to limit uh, our opportunities to even have be on the field as an offense. But 
when we do, we've had teams do that before, and we've been able to capitalize on it and make plays. And, and uh, you know, they just made more plays than we did. We came up a yard short, you know, and, and uh, um, with everything that was said and done after this game, um, I, I, I can still build on, on the fact that these guys don't quit. Our players believe in each other, believe in our system, and, uh, you know, we feel like we have a good thing going. So we just got to keep building on it. And... Uh, and I gotta, I gotta find ways as a head coach to, to get these guys so that they're playing at their best all the time, and and uh, looking forward to getting that done next week. Yeah, coach, how do you balance as a coach the two aspects? There's the physical, actual, like technical, right? Like how a guy moves his body, the technique he plays, and things like that. And then there's the the mental approach coming out of a game like this. How do you balance the two uh, areas for improvement, or, or, or the the coaching points between the two? Well, I, I just believe in getting better, you know, and, and so the result didn't go our way. But the one thing that we can't have is, is um, making every little thing um, the reason why we lost, yeah. you know. And, and Mountains and out of molehills, Exactly, right? yeah. exactly. And so, and, and, and you guys heard me say that when we were winning, you know. And so um, the, the goal goes back to getting better. And regardless of the result, um, we have to, uh, uh, you know, assess what's the most important thing to fix and how can we fix it and, and, and not – just try to blame people just because it didn't go our way you, you can't blame somebody I mean Tyler Algier feels bad for the, you know that fumble and I told him hey listen you got to keep playing ball man that that's that's it happens and obviously we we got to do whatever we can to, to make sure that you know we ensure better ball security but it wasn't because of a lack of trying or effort or um didn't lose lose focus you know it's just it's one of those things that I think it's just hard about this game, and and uh, I just love that kid and love our players, and then we got to keep building on the fact that they they believe in this team and they they love what they represent. Yeah, coach, I love what you said about you know we just said 58 offensive plays, 68 for them, throwing another 30 plays that puts you somewhere around 140, 150 plays, and each one that's what's so great, but also so maddening about football is each one of those has a small effect on the game that gently pushes it. It it never football never does come down to one play, but sometimes that can be hard for you know 18 19 20 22 year old kids to understand and even for you coaches at times i gotta imagine yeah and i think it's just keep things uh, in perspective you know and um and then control what you can you can control you know this this game was uh was difficult we had a, we had a, a small time to get ready for it, but it's not an excuse it's just uh what what could we have done in that in that amount of time to, to prepare better for the game and um you know, it wasn't a lack of effort, and, and maybe things didn't go our way as as much. But uh, you know, looking at at the opportunity to play in in, sh- in a short week, um, it's not a lot that you can work on. And and then also just making sure that we uh, execute at a better le- at a higher level and on offense, defense, and special teams. And that sometimes execute it's it's like it covers everything, and that's what a coach is supposed to say. But it's little things like um, catching the ball, making that one block, moving your feet. And those are things that we have to. We just we just can't make a blanket statement and say we just got to play better. That's not going to work. We have to give them reasons why, uh, and reasons to play better. Give them a map that they can follow, and then, and then they're they're going to go out and, and focus on that, and then we'll see improvement. Coastal twenty-two, BYU seventeen, our final. More with Kalani next on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
Time for the Mountain America field goal recap. For each field goal BYU makes, Mountain America donates $250 to the American Red Cross. Cougars made one field goal tonight for a running total of 11 this year. The season total in donations is now $3,250. BYU head coach Kalani Sitake with us. Coach, you only had one offensive three and out tonight, and it came on a play that set you up third and two at midfield with around five minutes to go in the game. You lost three yards, you punted on fourth and five. Can you take us through the third and the fourth down thoughts in a really crucial series for you there at the end? Yeah, we're hoping to get get a first down on that third down, but, uh, you know, I end up losing some yards. And, uh, you know, had, had we even lost none or even one, I would have been okay with going for it. But fourth and five, the, the, the odds are you have to play kind of the odds and, and being at midfield, I just felt like we could, we had enough time, even with one timeout, to possibly get the ball back, and and um, that's why we punted it, you know, and, and we did. But they were able to get a first down early, which took a lot of time off. And um, you know, looking at it, uh, we could have been better with our timeouts. We had to take one at the end of a, of a play. It looked like we we're getting lined up on third and long. Maybe just take the, the five yard penalty because I think it was third and twenty when we first took our first one. And the second one just had uh, too many guys on the field at one moment, and I didn't want to have get a penalty. So uh, those are things that that we can fix as coaches. And and from the start to the finish, Coastal's a team that's going to go under 10 seconds on every play clock. They, they they shorten the game deliberately from the get-go. Yeah, and that's what they do. I mean, that, that that's well, that's why a lot of their plays and their wins and their their games, if you notice, they're, they're in the 20s and um, uh, you know, there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of high scoring from that, but. Um, you know, we still felt like we had opportunities to to, to make plays. We just uh, it's, it's going to be really difficult to win games with the type of score that the output that we had. Okay, close. Oh, sorry, Kalani. Oh, that's okay. No, okay. We'll have closing comments from the coach. We'll take one more break. Come back with Kalani with us at Coastal Carolina on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Postgame coverage of BYU football continues with the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. Brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Cougar Postgame Coaches Show, Greg Rubel, Riley Nelson, head coach of the Cougars, Kalani Sitake. Kalani's Cougs fall to Coastal Carolina tonight by a score of 22-17. to 17. There are two 10-0 teams in the country, Notre Dame and now Coastal Carolina. Uh, Kalani, when you look back on the experience, it's certainly one that may never be equaled in terms of when you found out about it to how you had to cross the country to play it to all the things that went on once you got here. Uh, the outcome is clearly going to sting for a long time, but the experience in this most unusual year is one that uh, everyone's going to remember for a long time. Yeah, I, we're thankful to play the game, you know, and, and obviously it didn't go our way, but uh, thankful for all the people that made it happen, and uh, there's a lot of that went into work to, to allow us to play this game on, on both sides. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm proud of our team and, and, and thankful for the opportunity. And uh, you know, we're going to build on this. And 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 it's not, uh, you know, it's 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 not the end of the world for us, but it, it feels like it, you know. And and uh, we've got to we've got to respond better and and get better as a team and and as coaches, and we will. And and I believe in in our players. I believe in our coaches and. And uh, we've got to respond and, and, and uh, grow from this. Coach, from what you've seen or heard of San Diego State over the course of the season, uh, any preview on challenges that they pose or as you get ready to face them next Saturday? Yeah, similar style. I mean, they're going to try to possess the ball as well and, and, and own possession and try to 
limit our opportunities, and I, I imagine they're going to keep the same uh, game plan. Uh, we, we had an early start on them because we had nothing else in, in lined up to, to, on our schedule, so we had to work towards San Diego State and, and possibly some others, you know, as we started working through everything. But, um, you know, now we can focus on them and get ready for next week. And, and, and uh, you know, they beat us last week, so we've, we've got some uh, – we've got to get our mindset right and be ready to play this game and, and uh, send our seniors out the right way in Lavelle Stadium. Coach, can we go back to the very, very first offensive play of the game? It looked like you were up – on a touchdown on, on snap number one, and you've done that before this year. How heartbreaking was it to, to see it come back and put you back deep and, and knock it off to the start that might have uh, changed the tone of this thing early? Yeah, that was tough. I mean, I didn't, I didn't get to see the holding and all that, but it, it is uh, you, you just got to respond better and, and get back on it. You know, that, that, that's, uh, it was a long play and, and um, looked good, but we had, uh, you know, we, we made a mistake up front in protection, and uh, next time we'll, we'll try to fix it. Yeah, it's a few things that uh, might not have happened normally through 9-0. Uh, kind of bit you to, to try and get to 10-0 tonight, and that's, that's part of football, I guess. But this is not the end of the world nor the end of the season, as you've already talked about. There's another game in a week and, and something else you've got to get ready for. And you know that San Diego State, as well as they played you last year, will attempt to, to do the same again this year. So you're right back at it. Yeah, we're still going to try to get our 10th win. And, um, you know, we, we, we feel like we've um, earned a right to, to get a bowl game and, and – you know, maybe that'll happen, but but for us, it's just a uh, focus on San Diego State. We have opportunities to play as a team together, and and uh, it's not the end for these guys. And so, you know, we came out of it pretty healthy, and uh, looking forward to getting better and, and and improving and getting the result we want next week. Was Clark Barrington the only guy to leave the game tonight? Yeah, and I think he's a little hobbled up, but I'm I mean, we'll have to see all the all the details of it. But um, you know, and I, I think Gunner took that one, but it might have been knocked the wind out of him and all that, but. Uh, I think they're going to be okay. I have to kind of talk to our trainers and see. But um, for the most part, I think we're, we came out of pretty healthy. And so uh, the end, end result tonight uh, puts you back home at 9-1 uh, and one with San Diego State coming in next week. The environment here, last thing, Kalani, for you, they put 5,000 fans in the stands. There was some BYU blue to be seen, and it sounded good, and it was an energized atmosphere. It's uh, it, it felt like college football again, which is hard to do sometimes this year. Yeah, and my only regret, uh, you know, is that we weren't able to sing the fight song to our fans. And um, I think with, with some of their fans rushing the field and the excitement and the stuff that happened at, earlier in halftime, you know, I think they, they asked us to leave the field. So otherwise we would have stayed out there and sang the fight song for our fans to show our appreciation. But I hope they know we're thankful that they were to be here and we love them and uh, love our fans all over the world. And uh, look forward to, to to getting better from this result. And we appreciate you too, Kalani. Uh, thanks for the time tonight. Safe travels for you and the team, and we'll uh, get ready to do it again next week. Thanks, guys. Be safe. Thank you. All right, that is Kalani Sitake in the Cougar Post Game Coaches Show. More from Conway coming up after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, you've heard from BYU head coach Kalani Sitake in the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. Coach is off to join his team tonight. They'll be heading back to Provo, I think, in the morning. Uh, not typically chartering, or they typically charter after the game. Uh, the way things were set up with the itinerary this week, I think BYU will be in town until the morning before heading out early and uh, Provo bound getting ready for San Diego State. It'll be BYU in San Diego State next Saturday night, and it'll be a, a late kick. Uh, 8 o'clock, 8.15 will be the kick 
for BYU and the Aztecs. Uh, basketball will be played in the afternoon. Speaking of basketball, at halftime up in Logan, BYU leading Utah State by a score of 39-29, to courtesy of Alex Barcelo's 12 points to pace the way. Alex was perfect in the first half, 2 for 2, or rather 2 for 2 from 3, and 4 for 4 from the field overall. So 39-29, BYU over Utah State. And you can listen to that game on your app right now. Get the BYU Cougars app on your phone, open it up, click on basketball, click on radio, and you hear Mark Durant and Jason Shepard with the call. If you're on the laptop, you can go to byucougars.com slash live radio, hear the game there, and you can go to KSL News Radio and click on the secondary X stream link as well to hear the game. And KSL will also carry the basketball game in its entirety taped delayed after our football broadcast concludes. So that's what's happening right now up in Logan. Happening next, it is BYU Creamery Cougar Nation now. Greg and Riley and Mitchell Jurgens will take your comments from Twitter and uh, social media emails and uh, break down how BYU fell to Coastal Carolina tonight, 22-17. to BYU Creamery, Cougar Nation now taking your comments with hashtag BYUCNN. That's coming up next. Hashtag BYUCNN. Tweet us your comments for BYU Creamery, Cougar Nation now on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to BYU Dining's Cougar Nation Now. BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Be part of the show by emailing your questions to CougarNationNow at BYU.edu or tweet your questions using the hashtag BYUCNN. Let's head live to the Mo Betta's broadcast booth and join Riley Nelson, Mitchell Jurgens, and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU Creamery, Cougar Nation now. Join the program, hashtag BYUCNN on Twitter. Drop us your tweets that way. You can also email us. There are some people that still do that, by the way, in this day and age. It is CougarNationNow at BYU.edu. That's one long word, CougarNationNow at BYU.edu. At the back of the word, you've got two N's between nation and now. CougarNationNow at BYU.edu, but the tweets work just fine. That's hashtag BYUCNN. Or you can just tweet me directly, at Greg Grubel. And I get those tweets as well. I was really hoping, we were all hoping, that this next uh, portion of the night would be spent uh, talking about how BYU got to 10-0 and what the possibilities might be for BYU in the postseason, let alone getting to 11-0 by playing San Diego State. And that will not be happening. And uh, a lot of the air uh, taken out of our broadcast balloon tonight with the outcome uh, final score, 22-17, to 17, Coastal Carolina over BYU. This is BYU Creamery, Cougar Nation now. Greg and Riley and Mitch, and Mitch is just back up from the field and the Cougar locker room area. Cold night tonight, and Mitch is glad to be in the warmth of the booth. Mitchell, uh, we've been through now 10 games, and the last one that we just called didn't feel like the other, straight up. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it, it's hard. It's seeing, even being down there on the um, – field level to see all the players leave the locker room and um you, you could just tell it was that they wanted this game so bad and uh, it, it's it's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking for the players it was just it, it didn't look like the BYU football we'd seen I mean a, a lot of mistakes a lot of um mental things that we, we just didn't that we didn't see in the first nine games and and unfortunately with a team like Coastal Carolina um yeah Coastal Carolina you can't we unfortunately couldn't get away with those mistakes because this was a good football team and um, yeah, just just heartbreaking for the players. Obviously, it didn't go the way that we wanted to, but um, you know, it's not the end. They've they've got things to play for still, and 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 you want to see them bounce back, and they will. Um, 
it's it was it was hard to watch but um you know at, at the end of the day you're proud of the players proud for the fight at the end um that they you know they they gave it their all just came up one yard short and unfortunately that's as close as you can be to coming away with a win and and just didn't get there uh third downs in fact uh, during the week in researching coastal carolina something jumped out at me and it was how good they are how good coastal is on third down and you pair it with how good coastal is on fourth down and um, and tonight Coastal was he made it made its only fourth down attempt, and ended up going six of thirteen on third downs, good enough on this night. But it's the number of third and manageables that Coastal had compared to BYU. Let's just run this really quickly. Let's just give you the number of of uh, of, of third downs with let's say four or fewer yards. You want to say four or three, less than third and five. Let's say less than third and five to go. Coastal had one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine third downs of their 13 were third and four or shorter. For BYU on third down tonight, the Cougars only attempted uh, 10, but third downs of four or shorter, BYU had one, two. And on both of those third and shorts, BYU lost yards. It's unsuccessful, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's really kind of the ball game. They couldn't get off the field on Coastal Carolina's third and shorts. And on their own third and shorts, they lost yards two times. Third and three, loss of two. Third and two, loss of three. So the only two third and shorts BYU had, not only did they not convert, they lost yards. You flip that to what Coastal was doing and moving the sticks over and over and over again. That's your ball game. And if I remember correctly, I, I know the last one was obviously four down territory, and and, and Kalani confirmed that it, it was until they lost yards. Yeah, yep. It was four down territory until you lose yards. And like Kalani said, I mean, you could lose even one yard on that, and you still feel comfortable going for it. But unfortunately, it was it was those negative yard plays that just came at the wrong time. I, I mean, it, it's hard to bounce back from any negative yard play, but those two specifically. Those are, I mean, you can't have those in that in those moments because you look at BYU; they're they're a great fourth down team as well, um, and, and it just it just you know bit them right in the butt and and just didn't didn't work out for them. And sometimes the best time to run is when the opponent thinks it's time to pass, and so you saw BYU running on third and eight, running on third and five, running on third and five, running on third and five, uh, and and so those would you know off times at least half of them would might be passes. A lot of them were just rushes tonight, and and not gaining the yards that uh, you might have expected BYU to gain behind its offensive line. It's not that BYU couldn't run the ball tonight. The Cougars averaged 6.3 yards per rush. That's really workable. That's a good number. It's just situational. It was when they needed the yards the most, they couldn't get them. And not only did they not get them, they were losing. And it just it put BYU in rough spots time and again. And, yeah, th- th- there, was, there was a third and 14. There was a third and 20. There was a third and 26. There were some really unmanageable third downs as well. But taking Coastal off schedule was hard to do tonight, and you knew it would be. We saw it all season. That's how they play. And, again, there was almost no urgency. It was it, it stayed a one-score game for a long time. It was a one-score game most of the night. And Coastal's fine with that game. You, they, be, they never felt rushed. BYU never put the heat on that team to make them feel, uh-oh, wait, it's a two-score game. we got to hurry it up a bit. Never got to that point. 
Yeah, and that would have been completely different had the first play gone differently and not had a penalty on it. But you're beginning to see why, and I think BYU fans out there remember the go fast, go hard era, but the whole premise behind that was you got to try and get as many at-bats as possible. It's just why you position your lineup with your best hitters in your one, two, and three spots in baseball because as you go around the lineup, they're going to be the first ones to get extra at-bats. That's why you play with tempo. Teams, um, BYU's... this year and really in years past hasn't had a problem with teams grinding it down on them but you take the ball Zach Wilson's used to having the ball 70 plus times he gets it 58 in his hands this time maybe if he if BYU was able to run 70 plus plays maybe he's able to make up for a few of those key drops maybe he's able to make up for a couple of those lost yardages but you you did say it Greg and it was it wasn't necessarily the the number of plays or the the third downs it was just at those key moments when you needed someone to step up and make a play or you needed a play to be made, BYU was on the losing end just more times than they were on the winning. And when that happens to you on the road against a quality opponent, it's rare that you win. It was uh, it was a, a maybe a harbinger, the fact that BYU had only one legitimate possession in the entire first quarter. You saw in the first quarter how Coastal figured it was going to win this game. And also notable was the fact that when BYU had its explosive play, which they've made their living on explosive plays this year, it came back on a mental mistake, or maybe not even a combination of mental and physical, and sometimes even judgmental. You know, off-time holding calls are a matter of perspective. Either way, it was called and negated what would have just sent this place uh, maybe into an entirely different vibe right off the start. We'll take a break. BYU Creamery, Cougar Nation now continues. Hashtag BYUCNN on Twitter. Hashtag BYUCNN or Cougar Nation now at BYU.edu on the email. Greg and Riley and Mitch with you as we continue from Conway, South Carolina. As we talk to you, BYU Basketball is on the air. Get the BYU Cougars app up on your phone. Click on Basketball among the sports menu and then click on Radio and you'll you'll be listening to Jason Shepard and Mark Durant and Jerem Jordan take you through the Cougars and the Aggies up at the Spectrum tonight. The game is also on the KSL Secondary X stream feed. It is also on BYUCougars.com slash live radio. And it will be taped late on KSL once our football broadcast concludes. So BYU and Utah State Hardwoods is on the air. Get it primarily on the BYU Cougars app. Click on basketball and then radio. It's BYU 39, Utah State 29, the halftime score up in Logan. More football after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to Cougar Nation now on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Pause 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Radio on KBYU-FM HD2 Provo. You're listening to BYU Football on BYU Radio. Greg Rubel and Riley Nelson along with Mitchell Jurgens here at Brooks Stadium in Conway, South Carolina, home of the Coastal Carolina Shot of Clears. They have gone to 10-0, joining Notre Dame as the only two 10-0 teams in the country, Coastal defeating BYU by a score of 22-17. to There's a reason uh, that uh, BYU... Uh, when they score high, they score 40 or more for them. That's a, that's a good game. And BYU had scored 40 points or more in eight of nine games coming into today. Coastal, when they have a good game, they're scoring in the 30s. And they'd scored 30 or more in eight of nine games or seven of nine games coming into today. Coastal's going to play, generally speaking, lower scoring games. 
they will plan to win games in a lot of ways the way they won today, which is what made every snap of the ball and every possession so vital for BYU. And again, 58 plays is not a good number. 58 plays is 10 below BYU's average. And, and so, you know, those are 10 opportunities to gain yards and move sticks and score points that were not there for BYU today. Again, the yards per play number is good. The yards per completion number is passable. The yards per rush number is certainly doable. Um, but it just, the way Coastal plays, every action is magnified. And negatives become hyper-negatives. And that's what kind of bit BYU tonight, whether it's a drop pass or a penalty taking points off the board. But there was just an overall general sharpness, best way to describe it, I thought that was maybe missing tonight. And credit has to go for Coastal to taking BYU out of that. I think one of the components has to be to uh, prep time, ability to get everything locked in in the short amount of days that BYU had to get ready for Coastal. Uh, however way it was uh, precipitated, BYU was 30 points off of its average, <laughs> scoring average tonight. Uh, it, 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 it's an extreme outlier uh, for BYU and disappointing all that was on the line, and again, could BYU, BYU would have been in a better position had they not played the game than by playing it and losing it, clearly. So so it was a gamble taken. Had they not played, they weren't going to drop to where they're going to drop on, on Tuesday. Um, now that they played, it was a gamble that uh, didn't pay off on this night. Of course, the payoff could have been exceptional. BYU could have been exactly where it needed to be with a win tonight, but it was a, a gamble that in this case didn't pay off, and now the Cougars are left to, to kind of uh, you know wait and wonder, and uh, and again then then try to regain guys a competitive edge for two more football games. They got to play San Diego State and play a bowl game still, and uh, and get that magic back. Yeah, I interesting thought, Greg. I you talk about the risk reward of playing this game. I believe what would have been far more maddening as dis, as disheartening and as as uh, you know disappointed as we all are tonight would have been far more maddening for me is a month more of the committee the pundits everybody else wondering if BYU was good or not yeah. here i'm just at the break i was reviewing scores and the score in Baton Rouge LSU who had last year one of the greatest all-time team seasons of that any football team's put together undefeated national championships all sorts of record scoring is down 45 to 14 at half <laughs> on their home turf to Alabama. My point in saying that is, is that special seasons are so hard to find, and even when you are able to capture lightning in a bottle, it, it is so fleeting. And uh, for whatever reason, this year wasn't meant to be uh, BYU's year, but I'm glad that they answered the bell. They did all the things that they needed to do. It probably put them up against a really tough spot, but uh, but now we know. What I would have been more is finish it out. You got pundits discredit. You, you know, I do, we'll just say this. I wouldn't have wanted to be in a scenario like uh, UCF a few years ago that, where they were the self-proclaimed national champions, right, because of the speculation and the subjectivity of it all. You came out here, you tested yourself, and because of the way sports yeah. is, it, 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 the ball bounced the other way. Clearly you take the game. There's no, there's no imaginal scenario where you don't take this game. Absolutely, BYU needed this game to get where it wanted to be. So it's not a matter of, no, they should have stood pat. Absolutely not the case. You take the game. But as we said at the very start of the broadcast and pregame, there's a risk-reward component to yeah. it. It's a risk because the prep wasn't anything like you normally have. There's travel involved, and it's a ranked team, and it's on the road. All these elements that, that are against you, you had to be exceptional to overcome those things. And we thought BYU had an exceptional team, which is why you take the game. Yeah, well, absolutely. They, most they, definitely. So, so there's an element of risk, but, but it was manageable risk, and the reward would have been – 
uh, tremendous for BYU. And, and again, could have put them exactly where they needed to be, and it was not to be uh, tonight. Uh, David Welker on uh, Twitter, hashtag BYUCNN, and this is, this is BYU Creamery Cougar Nation now. He says, when you average six yards per carry, you need to be running on first down to set up the pass. BYU was behind the chains most of the night throwing on first down and, and not throwing when BYU was used to. Too many drops and trickery left too many points on the field. And there was a really key segment in this game um, that had BYU set up with a second and short near midfield, second and two, maybe three officially. They went double throw on second and three. Neal ended up eating it, didn't see what he liked downfield. It set up a third, uh, uh, set up third down, and then a double throw came again on fourth down, right? I think they, get, they gained two yards on right. third down, got to fourth and one, I believe. That's what it was. So on second and three, uh, double throw they have to eat. It wasn't there. Third that, and three. That was a pass out to the wide receiver. No one was down the hill. Neal t- took a loss for one. Third and three, no a run up to gut on Tyler Algiers, no gain. Four, two, two, yard, or gain, two yards, gain two yards, two got the fourth yeah. and one. And then toss to Lopini Katoa, throw back to Zach Wilson, who then throws down the field to Gunnar Romney for the drop on fourth and one. Yeah, yeah and, and, and on that play, the hardest thing to watch is Isaac Rex, right? He's he's six, seven yards in front of Zach, wide open. Um, that's one of those where and and, and but it, Mitchell, it, he every was, single throw this exactly. season prior to the year, Romney comes down with that. I know, and it, it was just—it's really hard. I mean, it's one of those plays too. You go back to the gunner, you know that drop, and I think you mentioned it in the broadcast he had both hands on the ball. He even had his chest in it too. The problem is sometimes on those fourth down catches, you see players overthink it. You see them just. Like, I have to make this catch, and then they, they want to use every aspect of their body to do that. And, you know, that that's when sometimes mistakes happen. When when you just can let yourself naturally um, catch that ball, he catches it with his hands, he comes down with it, he's not thinking about it. Um, could have been a situation where he just overthought it, and, and, and that's when, you know, sometimes mistakes happen. And uh, late, late in the game, when BY, in fact, they're only three and out, we talked about. Let, let's remember... Um, the only three and out comes on the drive that begins with under seven minutes to go in the game. And and the first play of that drive was the Isaac Rex catch for three yards in which somehow he loses his balance and falls when there's nobody around him. That should have been a first, pl- first down play. Instead, you're off schedule on a play that should have had you moving the chains. Typical of kind of what was the, the outlier of the night tonight. Isaac Rex, super reliable and super athletic, makes a catch with no one around him. And falls down or trips, and then th- that that ends up being the drive in which BYU goes three and out when they absolutely needed to move the chains with five minutes to go. You talk about just the overall mojo of the game being off. What uh, was it? The first drive or the second drive? Zach's just kind of rolling out to his left and just drops the ball. Yeah. I I mean, it wasn't catastrophic. He didn't lose it, but it's a w- completely wasted down, right? Just that was right before, never saw that before halftime, right? I can't. Anyway, it was. I don't remember where it was, but I'll, it was like a second down yep, play. That, that was right before halftime because that was the the two that's minute or right. one minute when they were trying. They right before they threw the hail mary. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It was. So a, we kind of. It, it was. It was unfortunate because if that's a positive play, you know that you don't. You're not throwing a fifty yard. You're not throwing a fifty yard hail mary. Instead, I mean, you got a better shot. Maybe kick Strategic, the field goal. Yeah. No, you're yeah. right. Ryan Lundgren, hashtag BYUCNN. Can we talk about forward progress for a moment? Chris Jackson catches the ball for a positive gain and is then thrown backwards several yards. If he doesn't run backwards at that point, does BYU get the positive play? The answer is yes. Mm. If he is tackled after being thrown down, if he goes down, they'll, they'll give him forward progress on the advance. As it stood, 
he ended up trying to continue the play and ended up with a loss of 16 yards. I mean, it's just, again, a bizarre play that we wouldn't have seen at any point this year. And Ducey tonight sets up a third and 26 for BYU. Zach scrambles for an eye, and BYU ends up punting it away. Quick rule of thumb on forward progress rule. Anytime the offensive player disengages from a defensive player, that resets his forward progress. So let's say that a guy would have had a hold of Chris's shirt for that whole run, which, mm. of course, is unlikely to happen. They would have still given him forward progress. But the, once he broke away from that initial defender, he then, it, it, then the next time his forward progress is stopped is where, is where the ball is placed. We'll take a break. Greg Rubel and Riley Nelson along with Mitchell Juergens. Uh, oh, Justin Park before the break. Uh, can you discuss why not a single attempted blitz and no adjustments or a few adjustments made by the BYU defense all night? Uh, Riley and Mitch, let's, let's hit that before the break. Um, either adjustments or pressure. Uh, th- this was not going to be a team that dropped back a lot tonight, right? So they were running into the teeth primarily. They only, uh, how many attempts did uh, McCall have? 15 pass attempts. 15 pass attempts on 69 plays. So they weren't dropping back a lot necessarily in, in typical uh, blitz posture. And I, I guess when you do that at that point, you're more worried about the gaps you're creating than the pressure you're bringing. Thoughts on that before the break, guys? Yeah, my first thought is uh, also when you look at this team, like the, this this was an option team. Um, because because the quarterback's in the gun, um, it can be deceiving, and you think, oh, like why, why aren't we bringing pressure? Why aren't we doing that? I, I mean, even though they were in the gun, it was like, just a Mitch. What route combos did you see out there that you recognized? Oh, I mean, there were none. It was no. quick outs. It was hitches. It was seams, and it was exactly. goes like that's it, the same route tree that Air Force runs. Overly simplified the Air Force runs exactly. And so, I mean, we have to remember that this is this is an option team, and you can't bring pressure. I mean, no, they're not dropping back, and so to yes, they passed the ball fifteen times, but you know. It was pretty unpredictable on when they would do that, and it, it just really wasn't the the defensive scheme to bring pressure because what were you bringing pressure to when you're when the when the offense is running option plays right? And so um, I mean, obviously, a hard question. Yeah, you go back and on some of those dropbacks. Yeah, it would have been great to bring pressure, but. How do you know when those are going to happen? BYU didn't lose this game with pass defense. The long, the long passing play was 20. They didn't get in the end zone on a receiving play. If you would have brought pressure, you would have just exposed yourself to McCall hurting you with his legs. Uh, at uh, well, Dreamcatcher Resorts on the Twitter feed tweets in, uh, BYU just got out physical. CCU wanted it more. And uh, and there has to be a great deal of credit given to Coastal yeah. Carolina for how their their lines played. Um, we talked about the push and the pushback, and, and those were both key factors tonight. There's an element of truth in, in what they just said, and that, to me, is the most discouraging. I know mental mistakes and this and that, but football is a game that's very guttural, right? Well, your manhood is challenged, um, and when a team that is a little bit smaller than you, a team that you outweigh, a team that maybe doesn't have the pro prospects that you have, is constantly playing the game on your side of the line of scrimmage, that is what I think will be the hardest thing to stomach for these guys when they turn on the tape on their iPads tonight or on the flight home or if they wait till Monday. We'll take a break. It is BYU Creamery Cougar Nation now brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Final score is BYU falling to Coastal Carolina by a score of 22-17 to tonight. Our coverage of BYU football continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Nation now on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
right, so welcome back to Conway, South Carolina. Brooks Stadium, BYU falls to Coastal Carolina tonight by a score of 22-17. to Coastal goes to uh, 10-0, and and uh, BYU falls to 9-1 and on the year. Let's get you some uh, BYU football trivia for two half gallons of famous Creamery ice cream on hashtag BYUCNN. This is BYU Creamery, Cougar Nation now. So you're going to tweet your answers in and only tweet your answers in using the hashtag BYUCNN. So after tonight, uh, BYU falls to 2-11 and since the year 2000 on the road against top 20 opponents. So we're looking for BYU's record now on the road against top 20 opponents falls to 2-11 and since the year 2000. Against which two teams did the wins come? Okay, BYU 2-11 and against ranked opponents on the road since 2000. But against which two teams did the wins come? Get them both, and you'll get both half gallons of BYU Creamery ice cream. Famous Creamery ice cream. Use the hashtag BYUCNN and tweet me the name of both teams, both ranked teams BYU beat on the road for the two wins BYU's had since 2000 against ranked opponents away from home. BYU did not get win number three tonight as Coastal wins it by a score of 22-17. to 17. We're back with more on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. <laughs> Let's get you back to Cougar Nation now on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, so we'll be getting to our Twitter and getting answers for our skill testing trivia question tonight. The question was, since the year 2000, against which two teams, two top 20 teams, did BYU record wins on the road? Not top 25, but top 20. So we're, we're, we're getting it a little a little closer uh, a little parsing it a little bit. So not top 25. For example, Boise this year was ranked top 25 but not top 20. We're looking for wins against top 20 teams on the road since the year 2000. There's been two of them, and our answers so far have split the difference. We have some with one but not the other and some with the other but not the one. So we're looking for somebody to combine both correct answers. Hashtag BYUCNN. Who are the two teams BYU defeated on the road since the year 2020 or since the year 2000? There were top 20 teams. There were two of them. Email from Chris Butters coming in. Cougar Nation now at BYU.edu. He said, boy, that was a tough loss. Hard to take for many reasons. Coastal created and took advantage of what really looked like designed chaos, and BYU couldn't make sense of it and adjust. I love the play anywhere, anyone attitude, but I can't help but wonder, he writes, how this game would have looked if BYU had had more time to prepare for such an unconventional style of play. Uh, Riley or Mitch, thoughts on that comment? Yeah, I mean, if I would have saw, if I would have seen tremendous effort, I mean, I think they gave good effort. I don't think they gave great effort. I just, to me, or, or maybe it was assignment. I don't know. It's hard for me to. I, and this is, I'm going to use the coach and player speak that I'd, I'd like to go back and watch the film. But like, man, we didn't have a pitch guy assigned all night. The pitch, like, they averaged probably eight. I'd say close to 10 or more yards whenever they got the ball to the pitch in the triple option, which it's like, man, that's option one defense 101. You got to have a guy assigned to the dive, you have a guy assigned to the quarterback, and you have a guy assigned to the pitch. Um, so, uh, yeah, the circumstances. But Kalani said it in his post game: no excuses. The players aren't going to make excuses for themselves. And that there, it would have been one thing if you come out here and they just look completely bewildered. But they were in the game. Heck, they had the ball. Dax got tackled like inside the one yard line, which means that they had their chances. And we've already reviewed so many plays that had they been a little bit sharper or on the ball, regardless of the unique offense that Coastal Carolina played, they would have been able to come out with the win tonight. You're right. It's a yard away from a win. 
I mean, it's, it's a win. They, they get three more feet, and, and they've won the game. And people would be talking not about how sad it is that they're not 10-0, and but, oh, did they look good enough in getting to 10-0? Yeah. That would have been the discussion. Uh, Scott B., uh, Cougar Nation now at BYU.edu. Great teams beat good teams. The opponent tonight was a good team, and BYU couldn't beat them. Maybe they weren't New Year's Six Bowl worthy after all, writes Scott B. tonight. And, uh, and you know, ha- had BYU squeezed out a win, eked out the win uh, 23-22, there could have been a, a viable debate. Did BYU show enough to, to, to move up and move the needle? But this is a ranked team we're talking about. I, I, th- I, think t- I think CCU, in contrast to Scott's comment, is more than good. It's a very, very good team. The committee said that's a top-20 uh, playoff-ranking team. Um, and, and so, uh, again, I, I, I'd like to suggest if you actually look at the qu- the quarterfinals, so the or sorry, the semifinals, so the final four. If you look at the spreads in those games, I think the average margin of defeat is something like sixteen or seventeen points. And those are really those, really good. Teams. Yes, yeah. I mean they're the top four teams in the country, and they go in and they lose to better teams. So, um, anyway, I just b- big losses can happen, and this was a very tight wa- loss that came down to a couple key plays and a couple key elements in the game that just BYU wasn't able to swing their way. Congratulations to Ben Wanamaker, correctly answering our skill testing trivia question tonight. He answers TCU and Wisconsin. That is correct. Those are well the done. two teams BYU defeated, uh, top 20 teams away from home since the year 2000. Tonight was not going to be the third as Coastal Carolina defeats BYU by a score of 22-17. Thank you, Ben, and I will get, uh, I will get you, uh, I'll get details from you. Look for a DM from me. And we'll get you hooked up with that famous creamery ice cream. And that should be the way we wrap up tonight's broadcast. We'll tell you, speaking of broadcast, that there's a basketball broadcast going on uh, BYU Cougars app right now. So get you should already have the BYU Cougars app. If you don't, get it immediately. But on the BYU Cougars app, click on sports, click on men's basketball, and then click on radio, and you are listening to Mark Durant and Jason Shepard, along with Jerem Jordan, take care of BYU and Utah State. And it is BYU 57 and Utah State 46 halfway through the second half up at the Spectrum. So go Cougs. Keep it going up there in Logan. And we hope that uh, at least uh, one of the two teams uh, tonight gets uh, goes home with a W because uh, the football team uh, fell short tonight here in Conway by a score of 22-17. to 17. So let's thank our entire crew. We'll go back to BYU Radio first up. Our engineers, Sean Fay and Barry Squires. Our control board operator, Cole Wissinger. Our broadcast assistant, Andrew Gray. Our studio host, Ben Bagley, pinch hitting for Jason Shepard tonight. Much appreciation there. And our coordinating producer is Terry South. He's also doing double duty with the basketball broadcast going on. And so uh, our thanks go to, to Bryce Larson, uh, involved on the basketball coverage side of things tonight, as well, in addition to everybody else I've already mentioned. And then here in Conway, our broadcast assistant and spotter and engineering assistant was Tyler Gibb. Tremendous job by Tyler tonight. Our engineer is Michael Wimmer, and that just leaves the guys on the headset. So for the man to my far left, Riley Nelson, and the man to my near left, Mitchell Jurgens. my name is Greg Grubel. Thanking you for tuning in. BYU at Coastal Carolina tonight doesn't go the way we hoped, but it goes the way of the shot of clears. We move to 10-0 on the year. Final score, Coastal Carolina 22 and BYU 17. So in the meantime and in between time, a reminder that our next BYU football broadcast is next week. BYU against San Diego State. It'll be a doubleheader with football going right into ba- or basketball going right into football next week. So a lot's pre, play-by-play, post, pre, play-by-play and post, afternoon into evening with football and basketball, with the hoops are starting things off against Utah, and then football against the Aztecs at night. That'll do it. I already said the meantime and in-between time thing, but I'll say it again. In the meantime and 
in between time. This has been BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good night and so long from Conway, South Carolina.